from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Welcome to another rocking episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete chaos. On this show, I've said it time and time again. Right now is the time to create content, just like I'm doing with this very podcast, Shark Bite Biz. There really isn't a lot of viable solutions if you're trying to network right now, and social media is probably going to be one of the main areas that you're focusing on. For working professionals like myself, Facebook, Twitter, and all those other random networks, they only get you so far, okay? They're not really taking you towards your end goal or giving you all the pieces of information that you need. And there is one network out there that will allow you to expand your network, whether you're looking to close a deal, look for a job, or like I'm doing with my podcast, expand my network. LinkedIn is probably the most misunderstood and underused platform out of all the major social networks. I will admit though, over the past year, I do think that people have gotten better at using it, but there still are a ton of opportunities that you're missing probably. Today's episode is dedicated to helping you unlock the mystique around LinkedIn. So who is today's guest? Lanair Johnston. Lanair Johnston is an author, entrepreneur, and New Zealand's premier LinkedIn marketing strategist and profile consultant. As an internationally recognized LinkedIn expert, Lanair helps business professionals use LinkedIn to achieve their business goals. She is ranked among the top 20 LinkedIn experts in Asia Pacific by the Social Media Marketing Institute Australia. Her varied career has encompassed radio as a newsreader and DJ, publishing editor of numerous publications, local government, and non-for-profit. Currently, Lanair runs her communications company, Word Wizard, and is the author of the newly released book, Linkability, Four Powerful Strategies to Maximize Your LinkedIn Success. So without further ado, from all the way down under your New Zealand, let's bring Lanair on in here. Personal Growth. Lanair, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. We're so glad to have you here today. Thank you. It's so very nice to be here, David, all the way from New Zealand. Yeah, the miracles of technology, right? Absolutely. We're right at the bottom of the world down here. And uh, you wouldn't know it from our discussion and ability to be able to get on the on the Zoom or on the phone Zoom and have a chat today. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it does just blow my mind when I think about I'm talking to someone in New Zealand with a full high definition video phone call and there's no delay, there's no lag, no latency, nothing. It's like you're across town from me. This is amazing. I love the marvel of technology. I do too. And I find that Zoom calls have a better quality than phone calls now. Have you noticed oh, that? Yeah. Much easier to HD hear. voice. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. 
Definitely. You know, for for the original part of the podcast, I Zoom was easy, but I never wanted to do Zoom because they just didn't allow you to record the interviews in high definition. They did it in 720p, and I really wanted 1080 or higher. But now they've enabled it, so I've adopted Zoom, and it's been great. I've had people from uh, Singapore, which I believe you were just talking about the voice oh, coach episode. Yeah. yeah. Coming in from Singapore and really no issues. So it, it's amazing. I love it. And even I'm even further away. And here we are just having a chat like we're sitting in the same oh, room. Yeah, this is, this is great. And this is good because I mean, we're, we're going to have an episode about networking and, uh, you know, this, what we're doing now. So, why don't you know we have a softball question really to kick everything off with everybody it's one of our traditions tell us who you are what you're about what your experience is what your business is tell us all about linaire all right well i'm going to have to give you the abridged version of this david because as no. uh, someone who has a few gray hairs uh my story would be nearly as long as lord of the rings if i told you oh. that details and of course I thought Lord you were blonde I'm sorry oh you are so kind <laughs> Lord of the Rings of course was filmed in New Zealand and I can tell you that the country does oh, yeah. look as beautiful as that but we don't live in hobbit holes just wanted oh, to set your mind at rest around that one I know that you were worried uh so my background David is was in broadcasting I started as a journalist when I uh first was uh left school got some training went mm -hmm. into radio and spent quite a lot of time working in different radio stations as a newsreader and as a DJ, which I absolutely love. What type of music? Uh, pardon? What type of music were you oh, a DJ well, country of? Rock. My favorite singer was Bob Seger at the time. Now you're Bob Seger. Bob Seger. Bob Seger. I'm, I'm a huge, huge Aerosmith fan, so. Oh, are you? Right. Okay. Yeah. Well. We had, we, had, we had the keyboardist for Aerosmith and the Hollywood Vampires on this show, so. Did you really? Did they yes. play for you? Did they play live? No, it was just the, just the keyboardist uh, because he's not an original member. Well, actually, he, he is a member for the recording the Hollywood Vampires, uh, their latest album. But with Aerosmith, he's not. So that's where you get into rights, royalties, stuff like that that and we decided no but uh i've seen him perform live and he sounds amazing wow i bet it was he was really interesting person to interview and talk to as well oh yeah great great stories and one of the things I like about being uh, an interviewer, because as a journalist, that's what you get to do, is to talk to people. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'm just having to be on the other side of the microphone today. But one of the great joys of my life is being able to uh, interview some really interesting people over time. Uh, as I've worked in magazines uh, and in different kinds of publications for different publishing companies. And eventually I went into my own business as a copywriter, uh, where I was writing websites for people. So mm -hmm. that really morphed into my interest in LinkedIn, I woke up one day and suddenly realized that there was an ability on LinkedIn to be able to uh, do more than just have it as a CV site. And that was right. several years ago now. And so the whole idea of LinkedIn has and changed. For, let me just uh, uh, chip in there. For all of our American friends, CV would be basically oh, the resume. international term for resume. Uh, not everybody's aware of that. I am because I lived Mexico, lived in Peru, and everybody calls it CV down there. But uh, outside the US, I think most companies call it a CV, right? 
Right. Well, they certainly do in our part of the world anyway, but it's a resume is absolutely right. It's exactly the same thing. And so LinkedIn is now way doing much more than that and offering much more than that for people. And it is a way to network with people uh, and to meet people. And you and I will have met, um, would indirectly met via LinkedIn. And that's what I love about it is the fact that you can meet people, interesting, fascinating people all over the world. So I see it as an extension of my journalism, if you like. Yeah. and so where I've got to my current story is that now I uh, work with LinkedIn and clients for a living. Uh, this year, I've written a book about it and um, I'm considered uh, an international uh, expert by other people, uh, which is really great because <laughs> my thing is to help people with their LinkedIn, David. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning is to be able to share knowledge about LinkedIn and help other people to do it really well. That's great. Now, you also have uh, something on there. I cannot remember it off the top of my head. Sorry, but uh, uh, are you one of the most connected women or people or something like that in New Zealand? That that honor goes to people uh, in bigger markets like the United States. Okay. Um, and uh, Vivica Van, uh, Van Rosso, no, that's not quite right. Um, she is the, considered to be one of the top most LinkedIn people mm-hmm. uh, in the world. Um, and so there are a lot of people who have a lot, lot, lot more connections uh, than me. But to me, it's not just about the number of people I'm connected to. It's where they are, who they mm-hmm. are, and the different kinds of uh, interests that they have, uh, how they can, um, how they share their their knowledge and their expertise and what I can learn from them uh, and then in turn pass my knowledge and information on to uh, on to other people. So, uh, yep. so I'm considered I an expert. Now. Number one, number one LinkedIn expert. That's what you are. In New Zealand. In New Zealand. Yes, in New Zealand. But I'd just like Zealand. to um, be a little modest about that one, David, because uh, New Zealand is the size of one of your smallest cities. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but still, I mean, but come on, still. don't it's don't burst the bubble like man. that. <laughs> let, let all of us American folk think that it's like this huge giant place. Yeah, okay, all right. Maybe it's it's a huge giant place, but it's really quite small. And land actually, we're about the size of Great Britain, uh, but we have the population of really a small, only a small city. But we're well spread out, which has been great this year Mm -hmm. because uh, with the COVID, it's been excellent that it hasn't uh, spread too far in New Zealand. We've been very lucky here, and every day I'm very grateful Mm -hmm. uh, that I'm a New Zealander, apart from my accent, of course, which people like to make fun of. Do you even have uh, any cases down there currently i I heard that it was pretty light right one or two one or two uh it was um suggested by someone well known uh in your part of the world that we uh were in deep trouble with it but that was uh not the case (laughs) i'll let everybody guess who that might be but (laughs) uh yeah well that's uh, another subject for another day i think Uh, so (laughs) so What are some things that can really set one LinkedIn profile apart from another? Right. There are quite a number of things, but let me tell you what I consider to be the top five. So the first thing is a great photo and you want to have some have a photo that is head and shoulders and makes you look really smiley Uh, I was going to say attractive and I don't mean it in that kind of way I just mean it that you look nice that you're a friendly approachable looking person so the first thing is a really nice profile photo with you smiling you need to be smiling 
All right. Uh, Even if you have jacked up teeth, should you be smiling? Oh, absolutely. I think. Well, I, well, okay. I think it's a smile without teeth in that case, if you think that's an issue. But um, okay. what you want to do is just appear to be a nice person that someone wants right. to get to know. So the second thing is you will need to have a really good cover image, which is that big box that sits above your photo and behind your photo. Uh, mm -hmm. And so instead of the default LinkedIn one, you want one that's colorful, that's got on it what you do, maybe your logo, your company name, a tagline, that kind of thing. So you want to have that looking really smart as well, because that's what people will see first. The third thing right. is a, a headline. Now, a headline can be 220 characters long, so that's quite a few words. And you can have a full sentence, you could have individual words, you can use emojis in there. A lot of people uh, use emojis to brighten that up. And the idea with that is to tell people what you do, who you do it for, and how they can benefit from that. So that, that right. gives really good understanding of what you do uh, right there front and center. So you also want to have up in that top section your contact details so that people can find you. There's no point in putting up this fabulous profile if somebody can't get hold of you. So you need to have some contact details and you need to have an about section that is really well written. Now this is a bit of a, a bit of a hard one for a lot of people to write about themselves but that's where you tell your story. Mm -hmm. Uh, what you've done, your background, your skills, your strengths, who you are, they, something quirky, maybe. Should they do that in first person or third person? Yes. Yeah, no, no, first person. Remember, we're trying to be approachable. We're trying to be friendly. So okay. if you write it in the third person, you look really detached. And it's a bit, it's, it makes it read like you're. it's beneath you to be uh -huh. on LinkedIn and talking to somebody. So you don't want to be doing it in the third person. Definitely make it all about me. It's all about me, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that, that, that's good. That's good info. Because I think a lot of people are kind of, you know, confused about how they, they should do that. So I think having that clarity yeah. will help them. In fact, when you were just saying about the title there too, it was ringing in my head. I remember for years, people used to have in that that title spot, you know, like their job position and yeah, stuff like do that. that. Don't do that. And <laughs> I think it's like maybe two, three years ago, that's where it really started getting trendy to where people uh, put their own in. Like, for example, mine says helping small and mid-sized businesses drive growth through technology um, and that's some other brilliant. things, that's but perfect. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely perfect. Who you are, what you're doing, who you're helping, um, and the benefits. And I think that's all you need on something uh, like that. So you're right. You bring up a good point. Not having your job title there is a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I've okay. got um, about LinkedIn that's been great this year is the number of things that have changed about it. And it's put in a new section called the featured section that sits right underneath that um, about section where you can oh, put yeah. lots of visuals, right? And then nice mm -hmm. big thumbnails and you can put uh, videos, you can add in your posts or your articles from your LinkedIn profile. Uh, you can uh, put in links to websites, you can yep. put in images of testimonials, you name it, and they look nice and big uh, and you can change the order. It is a really, really important piece of real estate on LinkedIn that not everybody is, has really fully understood the value of, I don't think. Because it's hard oh, yeah. to read lots of words, and so this is really cool because it gives you photos that you can uh, you grab your attention. I've even got a GIF on mine. I've got a GIF, a David. Gift? That's embarrassing, isn't it? Of a cat. This is even worse. And it's about oh. it's a it's a post about. I'm a cat. allergic to cats. Are you? 
Oh, yes. Yes, I know. Oh. <laughs> well, if you're not from cats, it's probably okay. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I like cats. I'm just allergic to them. Yeah, they make they do make me sneeze as well. But hey, I think that the hugs are worth it. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so you oh, have yeah, a cat picture on yours. I do. It's the gif of a cat going to sleep, standing up. It just drops its head because it's bored with what it's reading. And so I use that as an illustration of how not to bore people to death on LinkedIn and uh, decided that I would uh, add this uh, this gif because it was uh, wow. it moves and, and, of course, it grabs the eye. And there is yeah. a very much it does move on a LinkedIn profile. And the fact is nothing yeah. <laughs> on a LinkedIn profile. Uh, so mm -hmm. to do that, it was quite a, a, wee, a, a sneaky wee way around that. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, I have a resume infographic that now, has I me with the guitar. That and I thought that was inspired. I'm glad you brought that up. That is yeah. just brilliant because that it was colorful. It tells a story and lots of nice little um, wee kind of uh, angles, and it is easily downloadable, so people, someone can look at it yep. on the biggest screen. I thought that was brilliant. In fact, I decided that oh, if you weren't going to mention it, I was just going to quietly steal the idea. But you uh, no, no, part. you can still steal the idea. <laughs> I'll, I'll easily introduce you to my my designer, but. For me, I mean, I don't know if you've you've seen the resume infographic, uh, mm -hmm. but also my resume as well too. I have designed, I thought, pretty beautiful as well. Um, you know, to make it stand out, stick out. Now, one thing in the U.S., we really don't put pictures on resumes out here. Um, mm -hmm. I, a lot of other international company countries do. Do you do that in New Zealand? Pictures uh, or without? So, no, not so much. I think they do it more in Australia than they do than okay. we do here. So no, not so much. I always uh, put my picture on there and a nice design to make it stand out. Now I'm not looking for employment or anything like that, but I sell high-end tech. I mean, I want somebody who's going to write me a five hundred thousand dollar check to know who I am, know who my background is. And that's part of the reason why I have things like these infographics or this. So that way it catches the eye, it makes it interesting, they read it and they can find out all about me. Um, I have my own personal website, davidstrasser.com that talks all about me so that they can find out about me. And I even put some funny things in there that some people may, uh, get offended by, but like I have a, a testimony from Jesus. I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that. You, what does you he need say to about check you? That what does he say um, about you? That I haven't killed anybody that totally uh, didn't deserve it. And that in his book, I'm a solid eh, B plus. Oh, okay. Well, I have to say that if you've done, uh, you're a B plus in, in Jesus's book, then you're doing pretty well. Most of us probably couldn't, couldn't as well as, do as well as that, I don't think. <laughs> you know, I do things like that because it helps me stand out different. Um, I like the idea of humor. David, there's not much humor. Oh, on yeah. People take it really seriously. And so I like the idea of doing something that's a wee bit quirky like that. So yeah. I might feel that idea as well. Well, no problem. Use while we're oh, here? yeah, yeah. I uh, 
I don't know. We'll keep working through the questions. I'm sure I'll come up with more ideas for you. But uh, I will send you, uh, you know, I'll definitely send out. And I'll also post the link to the Jesus testimonial that I have. Remember, everybody, don't take offense. Uh, you know, I am a believer. It's done in humor and good fun because people need to laugh. I mean, people need to smile. And, you know, yeah, you take things serious, but there's also a time where it's like, okay, you know, this is actually funny. I can laugh at this. And, and yeah. that's what I try to do. And, I, you know, if someone doesn't like the infographic, if somebody didn't like the video that I had posted, I mean, to me, that that's a, a good thing. If they're looking at my infographic and they're like, yeah, I won't hire this guy because this infographic is stupid or whatever, then chances are, you know, us working together probably isn't going to work out. Yeah. So that's another thing to remember about LinkedIn is what you're trying to do is weed out the people who are not a good fit. Right. And that's a good yeah. way to do that is to be a bit off the wall. I mean, there'll be people who look at my cat gif and go, oh, what, that woman's mad. And yet, you know, other people <laughs> are going to appeal to people who are not allergic to cats, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they'll think it's a really cool idea or something a wee bit different. So I, I get exactly what you're doing. I mean, and you can use that in text too, that you can um, say some things about yourself and your about section that might be a little bit unusual or a wee bit different or personal. Right. Um, the things that you like to do, for example. I'm very personal. Pardon? I am very, very personal. Very yeah. personal. I believe in personal relationships with my clients, with my employees, with my prospects, with my bosses. You just cannot avoid it. I am like the black plague. I grow on people so bad. And as much as they resist over time, it's like we're best friends. You know, obviously it depends on the person. If, if they're not able, you know, if it's an employee, they're not able to respect my authority, they take advantage, then yeah, they're being held at a distance, you know. But most of the people we work with are professionals. You know, they're high caliber, high degree uh, professional experts, subject matter experts, and they respect that. And it allows me to achieve so much more because they're doing it because it's their job, but they're also doing it because they want to help me reach my goals for the region too. Well, exactly. And I think you bring up a really good point. And that's all about the fact that LinkedIn is about people doing business with people and getting to know mm -hmm. people and connecting with people. And it's amazing the conversations that you'll have with people. You're not going to meet, um, meet like everybody that you meet, um, but you're going to um, get along with enough people who want to do business with you to have made it all worthwhile. And it's such a no brainer because, I mean, we're talking about it being networking and social together. But for business, mm -hmm. and that's what I really like about it, is that because when you're doing business with someone, you always mix in a bit of the personal. You don't yeah. just talk about only business, do you? So that's you what you can't be transactional. Exactly. So your LinkedIn profile is about building a relationship or allowing a relationship to start to be developed because you've given enough of yourself for people to go, oh, yeah, I'm, oh, yeah, I know that. Well, I've got something in common with this person. We don't like cats or whatever Wait. it might happen to be. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's a very, very quick story on this subject. My delivery manager, hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode. She may choke me. But 
great, great person. She is a technical person, uh, delivery manager. So like project manager type person, very transactional because that's what she does. She performs, you know, give, they want this, she does that. And it's very transactional like that. And she's learning how to move up to the next level of being a manager. Hopefully we can promote her maybe to our director of professional services in my region next year. And I've been really teaching her, helping her grow to learn the business side of the relationship. And I remember, you know, at the holiday party, I'm very casual, down to earth, very friendly with everybody. And she's like, you're just way too personal. I, you know, it was, I felt it was weird. And I kind of explained it to her and I, I'm teaching her the value of the personal relationships. And, you know, the good thing is she's very coachable. So she listened to me and she's like, okay, okay. I don't know about it, David, but I'll do exactly as you're telling me and I'm going to try it out. And this whole year she's been doing that and she has been unlocking so many doors for us in the region because she's built the personal relationship with people to where they love her because she's a great person and she can perform too. So right. it's not just transactional. I think that was key. Yeah, and, and that's, I think, key in a lot of relationships when you're doing uh, business with people. Um, eventually, it becomes to the point where we only want to do business with people that we do like. And it's all mm -hmm. about trust, I think. You need to trust yeah. somebody. And LinkedIn can help you build that uh, as well. That trust and credibility factor is a major on LinkedIn in terms of what it can help you do. So when you're talking trust, credibility, I mean, besides having, you know, your, your history, I mean, anybody can write anything, but if you're putting it out in the public forum, mm -hmm. it's probably more true than not true. I, I'm the type of person that I think everybody, you know, especially salespeople stretch things a little bit, but that doesn't mean that it's untrue. It just means that instead of, selling a 17 million dollar deal maybe it was actually 15.5 million but in your head you thought it was more 17 million and that's what you ran with you know it, it, it's kind of things like that to where i think it's more true than not true recommendations on linkedin i mean i have 33 recommendations from throughout my career on my linkedin profile i mean how does that rank and does that validate my experience then to the outside world and give me credibility Absolutely, because on a LinkedIn recommendation, the person who's recommending you has got their name and their face and their job title and who they are right there. Um, right. So you, there's no way that you can fabricate that. No fake news going on in your recommendations there, David. It's all true. And those people can be contacted and they, you can be, uh, can be checked up on. And you're right that there are some things that can uh, probably be not quite um, the truth or just a manipulation 
um, of the truth. And one of the issues that LinkedIn has is that anybody could say that they work for any company. I could put on my profile that I work for Microsoft and there's nothing Microsoft mm -hmm. can do about it. Actually, they could because they own LinkedIn. But I think that's something that's an important point. I think some people may not recognize that, but LinkedIn was acquired maybe about two years ago ish. Yeah by or three years ago ish by Microsoft. So it is completely owned by Microsoft. Yeah, and they paid a fortune for it as well. Doesn't help them seem to fix the bugs any more quickly than LinkedIn did on no. their own. Um, hey, that's the way these things uh, these things go for sure. So I, being I do in think the ERP, sorry, I was gonna say being in the ERP world, we had fear of Microsoft because I'm with SAP, with SAP yes. Business One. We had fear thinking that, oh my God, you know, if they integrate this into, at the time it was called the uh, Dynamics Nav. Now I think it's Business Central. Uh, if they integrate this fully into there for like their CRM and stuff like that, that's hard to compete with. But as of right now, I don't think that they fully integrated it. So we've been lucky. Yeah, I think they've allowed LinkedIn so far to be relatively um, standalone. Uh, there are yeah. some integrations, of course, um, yeah. in terms of uh, resumes and profiles and things. But uh, I think largely LinkedIn has been allowed to get just get on uh, with the job of being LinkedIn, for which I am eternally grateful because, you know, everybody has their own opinions about uh, Microsoft and Google and Amazon and all the big boys mm -hmm. who uh, can seem to control everything. Gotta love big tech. You gotta love big tech. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. You can't live with them. You can't live without them. Yeah, well, I'm old so, enough to remember living without them, David. And I don't want to go back to those days. I can tell you uh, that. You yeah. know, that's a thing. Like, I was thinking, like, how the heck did I ever get a hold of my friends on the phone or stuff like that before the, we had cell phones back in yeah. the 90s and stuff? Because it, it was like, wow, that's like impossible i mean right now you call somebody it's in their pocket whereas before it wasn't like that you know it's hard to to remember and i wouldn't want to go back there <laughs> no me neither and for a whole bunch of reasons too with a in terms of the cell phone and you know what it can help you do help i'm lost where am i where am i google um you know oh, yeah. and how to find out where you're going and and all of those sort of bits and pieces um and have i remembered to bring everything home that was on my list that's on my phone you know all those kinds yeah, of things yeah yeah. yeah. So the recommendation's good because it does help validate the experience. Now, one thing, you know, I think a lot of people don't really know how to use LinkedIn to the fullest. How would you sum that up? How would it be best used by people? What should they do to get maximum exposure? All right, I think there are a couple of things here. First of all, they need to be connected to the right people. Now, when I say right people, I don't necessarily mean important people. I don't mean people have got huge connections or huge numbers of connections in a big network. I mean people who are important to them in their industry um, and in the work that they do. So they need to be connected to people who are knowledgeable, um, who are active on LinkedIn, and who want to uh -huh. share and are prepared to have a relationship or build a relationship. And 
And I think that the networking aspect of LinkedIn is really um, overlooked by a lot of people. The second oh, yeah. thing is that people need to build their credibility on LinkedIn by publishing their own content. Um, they need to be posting on a regular basis. Now, LinkedIn's just brought in stories that they swiped from uh, Instagram and Facebook. And so you can now just do little short stories on uh, on LinkedIn, or you can do the, the opposite end of the, um, the spectrum. You can do long articles, you can do document posts, videos, text images, you name it. There's so, a whole bunch of different things that you can do on LinkedIn that uh, I think that people are just not making the most of and getting them getting themselves out there and known um, for what they do and do well. Yeah, no, that that's... So the question, like I'll use my profile as an example again. I I used to post some stories or repost some posts in there and, you know, they've got views and stuff like that. Um, but I've really stopped that now that I'm doing the the podcast and I'm so I'm still posting to LinkedIn, but it's not like I'm writing up a, a small article anymore or anything like that. Uh, is that the same then, or do you view that as different? Should I still be posting as well too? I mean, what are you yeah, thinking? Yeah, you should still be you should still be posting. I know that your uh, your podcast is something that's personal to you, so it's not part of your yep. day job. That's right. Okay, but no. you um, can. There's still a lot of crossover though. A lot of crossover. All right. So then, and you're probably getting business because people are hearing the podcast and hearing podcast guests talk about different uh, aspects of their uh, of their business. As a podcast host, it's really important that you tell people what you are talk, who you're talking to, and the the subjects of uh, your particular episodes, so that they they can be shared on LinkedIn and other people can learn about them. I learn about a lot of podcasts simply through my LinkedIn newsfeed and so it gives right. you exposure as a host to, and it gives you exposure mm -hmm. to, to um, good quality guests who want to be on your show uh, it also oh, yeah. helps the, the guests themselves to get exposure because you've um, tagged, uh, tagged them in on your post yeah. um, and I think that's a really positive thing to be using the newsfeed for what's the really negative thing I think and a lot of people do do this is that they just promote they promote mm -hmm. their business. They promote themselves. They don't add value in any way. But I think that yep. by sharing your podcast episodes, you are add, adding value because you can sum up what the person said in a couple of lines so that people know what to expect on the episode. Uh, it makes you look good. It makes them look good. Uh, and it gives your connection some kind of idea of the kind of work that you're doing. No, that's that's excellent because when I do the podcast, this is how I view it. My job is to make you look like a rock star and to get your experience, your knowledge out so that I can learn. And like I said before, you know, I take the people on the ride with me so that all the viewers and listeners, I usually tell most people like, yeah, at the end, you get time to promote, you know, your book, your company, whatever. But just like I do, you know, when I talk about Vision 33 or SAP Business One, I do so as an experience. I bring it up when it's there to back up what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't want to go to a show. When I did my anti-luncheon seminars, you know, uh, we, we served dessert first and they were oh, amazing. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we've yeah. had... 
we had a lot of non-traditional speakers there and every single one of them, I told them, do not make this an advertisement. Talk about your industry, talk about what people are doing. Okay. Refer to your company occasionally as far as, you know, so here's an example of how we did it and how it worked out, but, you know, share your knowledge. People want to learn and that's how you earn their respect earn their trust and then they're going to reach out to you to work with you because they think you can solve their problems that is the most important statement that has been made in this entire conversation oh not your whole life no i'm kidding <laughs> no seriously that's it that sums it up extremely well yeah because you know i think that people underestimate the power of linkedin and with more than 710 million members worldwide now uh there is no reason why business professionals should not be using it and using it really well because it's got so much right. power um and it's got so much possibility to it and i just think that it's a great way for people to get to know each other to learn from each other and to um work towards achieving their business goals yeah yeah no that's great so one other question i have because we do got to start getting um wrapped up i have two final questions for you actually first one is you know we did just have the u.s elections and i've been seeing a lot more political post, I would say, on LinkedIn, on both sides, you know, both sides of the spectrum. It's not limited to just, you know, one side or the other. I've seen it completely on both sides. Unless your job is you're a politician, political scientist, stuff like that, you're dealing with that stuff. If you're talking regulation, I think that's fair game because yep. regulations affect businesses. But what's your stance? Does it belong, you know, that stuff belong on LinkedIn if it's not your core duty or affect your job? What do you think? No, no unequivocally no and there are other things that fall into the category that category too not just political uh material um i uh think religious material unless you are um, a oh, member yeah. of a church and that's your job um i think uh that now this one gets a bit more tricky and i don't know whether this is an r-rated show so i'll try and keep this kind of more uh, okay <laughs> I think that you are, if you are in um, industries that uh, might need an R rating, that you shouldn't be uh, promoting your services either. Um, but, you know, at the other end of the spectrum, David, I think it's also not about sharing what you had for lunch, um, the, your, you know, photos right. of your new car, um, unless you won an award or something, that kind of thing. It's not, uh, LinkedIn's about business. Um, and I don't think that it's the kind of place where you should be putting up opinions like that, the ones that you um, are describing. Now, not everybody is going to agree with me because there will be a school right. of thought that says that it's perfectly acceptable to do that because we've just been talking about this, um, talking about who you are and the kind of mm -hmm. uh, your values and, and your life. And so if those are the 
kind of things that are important to you, then there is an argument that says, okay, you could bring that in to a limited level. And uh, I, sometimes I'm a gardener. That's my, that's my um, addiction. And uh, mm -hmm. so I sometimes talk about gardening, but in the context of business, usually. And I'll do it on a day where it's, like, say, like a Saturday or a Sunday, um, where a lot of people aren't on LinkedIn and it's not so businessy. People aren't thinking about business. Right. It's more relaxation so it's like anything I think that um, although I started by saying an unequivocal no and I don't believe that there is that political material should be uh, on LinkedIn I think there mm -hmm. is a school of thought that says that in some situations and uh, there is some kind of material that is possible um, to be promoted on LinkedIn yes right you know it's kind of like, like it from Moda, yes when you want to get that personal that's where it's like if there's somebody i want to know at that more granular level i mean i'm yeah. gonna invite you to be friends on facebook if you want to know my every thought and i have a lot of business people on on facebook as well too i keep it professional but yeah. i build a lot of good strong personal relationships that are business orientated because yeah. of of Facebook because you're taking it down a deeper level then. And yeah. I don't think Facebook is the, I mean, LinkedIn is the place to uh, do it at that granular of a level I there. Think, I don't think so either. And I try to keep away from all of that uh, myself. And I don't tend to follow uh, people who um, put their, uh, their views out there. I think too, uh, particularly David, where they're very polarizing. Um, mm -hmm. And in, in my country, the uh, politics isn't like that. Um, you know, you can really talk about, it's, it's not so black and white or red and blue. Um, and so right. you, you can have discussions and debates, but uh, even then, I don't think that it's a really it's just not the place for it there's too many other things that we could be yeah. talking about that are more valuable and more important right up here i mean i think things are a little bit more polarized obviously with with our times but it is something you know i've been seeing in there and it's always funny because you'll always have the one or the hundred different people that are post like linkedin is not the place for this and yeah. I just kind of roll my eyes at those too. It's like, but here's the problem it. with saying that to somebody is that what that has now told LinkedIn is that you like that person's material, so it's going to show you more of it. Right, right, right. So because it's, it's an interaction. Of, it's counterproductive to do that. You're better off to ignore them, unfollow. Yep. Uh, and that's just usually what I do. Yeah, yep, yep. No, totally agree. So last question before we, we wrap up and find out how we can contact you is what are the benefits going to be of LinkedIn messaging versus like sending emails? What kind of oh, benefits wow. we have with that? Sure, absolutely. Now, I'm a great fan of LinkedIn messaging uh, because uh, you get to the actual person who's the account holder. Not a lot of people yeah. have their accounts managed by other people. So if I send a message to you via LinkedIn, it's a pretty good chance that you're going to actually get it, you yourself personally. If I send you an email, it could go to your office, uh, it could go to mm -hmm. your spam folder, it could go anywhere else and you may not even get it uh, at all. And you have a tendency, I have a tendency, we all have a tendency to hit that delete button uh, on yeah, yeah. emails that don't immediately grab us if we don't know who they're from. 
On LinkedIn, it's easy to send a message to somebody that you're a connection with and remind them how you have been connected. And so I think that there are some real advantages. The downside, though, is that, you well, this is an upside and a downside, you have to do it individually. It's very difficult yeah. to measure people, uh, to, uh, to message people in bulk on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, yeah. and you can do that with email, of course, but then they're not personalized. So your messages need to be personalized on LinkedIn. I think that's a really important thing to do. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely a hundred percent. Wow, this has been fabulous, Linair. I, I'm so grateful that you came on here for uh, all the way from New Zealand. How can people <laughs> get in contact with you? Well, you'll be really surprised to know, David, that they can follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm, re I'm really visible. And you can find me under my name, which is a little tricky to spell. I understand that. Uh, but if you were to type in Word Wizard, which is the name of my business, then uh, that would uh, that would come up uh, as well. So LinkedIn is, the, is my primary source of contact for anybody who wants to get in touch. And uh, if they do want to connect with me, please uh, just say that you uh, listened to me or heard me on David's show and I'd be really happy to connect with you and help you with your LinkedIn in any way I can. And I'll also make it easier for them. I will put the link in the description. So whether you're on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're watching or listening this show on, you'll be able to find it right there in the description. Uh, make sure you connect with Linair, wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much, Linair, for coming on. This has been a great pleasure. Well, I've really enjoyed it, David. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so very much indeed for the opportunity. Although probably, Linair, we can't let you leave yet. We forgot something, didn't we? We did. We did. Link ability. Tell us about your book quickly. All right, my book's called Linkability. It's the four powerful strategies to help you maximize your LinkedIn success. And in it, I talk about four different ways that you can uh, help your business, your brand, uh, your career by connecting, publishing, direct messaging, and engaging on LinkedIn to achieve your personal goals. It's been my project for 2020 uh, for during the year while we've had uh, the virus all hanging around. Um, and so it's only just out, David, and it's available uh, where all uh, books are sold online. So uh, please, I'd love your um, people to uh, to see if they would could get some value out of it because I'd really like people to be able to use it to help themselves with- Oh yeah, 100%. I am going to make sure in addition to your LinkedIn profile, we're gonna link to Amazon on directly to your book. Hey, thank you again, Lanair. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much, David. Yep. Cheers. Such an amazing interview with Lanair, right? First, before we give the synopsis of the interview, gotta remember, if you love this interview, make sure you smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, okay? And especially fitting, since we're talking about LinkedIn, please, Share this interview out there to your network on LinkedIn. Let's get Shark Bite Biz and Linair Johnson trending on social media. Now, let's get back to the topic at hand. That was some solid information from Linair. She really broke down LinkedIn for us and taught us how to maximize our present and its potential and its use. Hopefully, this takes some of the mystery out of it for y'all. LinkedIn is more than a place to post just your 
resume and professional background and your skills. It's a place for you to go out there and tell your professional story where you can share your achievements, your growth, your desires, and help unlock your future potential growth by helping you find opportunities. Now, what those opportunities are, though, I mean, that really depends on you and what you're looking for, but they are out there, and you can start the search right there on LinkedIn. One of the big tidbits that she gave us was the headlines of profiles. You know, they used to read just your title and company. Then people realized, hey, I can actually maximize my exposure by putting emojis or by using it to describe how I help customers. If you want to look at a good example of the profile, check mine out on LinkedIn, check out Linares. Just make sure that on LinkedIn, you're telling people how you solve problems or provide a service with your headline. And that is so much better than just some random title for a random business that may give zero context of who you are and how you can help me. Another great point that Linares brings up is about recommendations. Think of them as people validating you did what you did and they are vouching for you publicly. The more you have, the more accomplished you look. Remember, people do actually judge book by its cover. I mean, it's an unfortunate fact, but they do. Speaking of books, remember, pick up Linaire's book, Linkability, to learn about the four strategies you can use to maximize your LinkedIn success. The link will be in the description below. I've got to say special shout out from Linaire. She sent this to me from New Zealand. She did not think it would ever arrive. It did. I have it here. She wrote me two awesome messages in it, and I cannot wait to bury my head in this book. So yeah, this was a fun video with a lot of great conversation. What did you think? Has LinkedIn helped you? Let's discuss in the comments section below. And as always, if you want to be a guest in the show, you have a great story to tell or you're an expert just like Linaire. Do us a favor, shoot me an email, david at sharkbitebiz.com. I'll make sure you get scheduled, you get on the show, and everybody gets to see you and your story. This has been a good one, and remember, everybody, I'm David Strasser, this is Shark Bite Biz, and we'll see you all next episode. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story.